It's Monday, the most fun day of the week, right? Oh boy, here we go. The best day of the week. Uh, no. Uh, no. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Joining Steve Scafidi, it's radio legend herself, Carol Kay. Now, if I had a piece of their bread, I would smear the mayonnaise all over it and just eat that. I'd have a mayonnaise sandwich. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> well, I know you're going to... Of course, but I'm not going to be here tomorrow, so what do I care? <laughs> hey, do your own thing. You do you, Carol. I... Hey, we agreed on something. How about that? Yeah. At 10.53, Stephen Carroll finally agreed on something. Now broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. This is time to party. Here's Stephen Carroll. And good morning, everybody <laughs> out there. I am in a good mood today, even though this rain, Carol, came. Yeah, it's sideways uh, rain. It's it sideways. Was, it's challenging for sure. And like I was... I was saying as I was coming down, because i got two big areas of construction that I have to go through. And the of course water's, you do. The water's got nowhere to go, and it's all this standing water, and it's just, it's 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 a mess. Slow down. I said, I was telling Vince and Eric, I'm at the gas station, my local Speedway gas station this morning, under the roof, you know, they have these big canopies, right? Yeah. I'm getting soaked. Sideways rain. Soaked. Yeah, it's windy. It's it's not. And it's it was nasty. one of those days where like the pump kept shutting off, because I was trying to sit in a, like, way with a car seat was and the and with the door open sure no kept shutting off I keep getting out and getting soaked again <laughs> i'm still damp from my experience you know what's really positive though you didn't melt oh what does you that don't mean? melt what that's, does that mean well that's you know that's the wicked witch of the west from um i know that but you're saying that i'm, I'm evil no i'm saying you're not because you didn't melt i see what you're saying okay well thank you for that you're weird, welcome that weird witch-like comments there you go all right, so I just real quick, I had fun at the Marquette game. Was it Friday or Saturday? I'm thinking it was, um, was Saturday. Okay. Big when, win over DePaul. Yes. Um, President Mike Lovell invited my wife Kathy and I. Well, I haven't been to a Marquette game in a long time. A lot of uh, talent on that squad. Yeah. Now, the conference, I think they're tied for the, con- the conference championship. Um, Got to say hi to Patty at the Founders Club. She was amazing, very nice. Uh, for the first time ever. I saw both of the championship trophies from the Bucks at the same time. Oh, nice. They're on display I think, okay. in the Founders Club. Okay. So that was cool. Uh-huh. Um, crazy story. So, okay. like, last year, mm-hmm. the Journal Sentinel, they were doing a story on Pfizer, I believe, or the Bucks, one of the two, and they had a picture of the stands behind yeah. Giannis. Okay. And in that I picture, I was picture. in the background. Yes. And that day, my phone was blown up. I goes, that you and the Journal Sentinel had nothing to do with me, but my picture was in there. Yeah. Fast forward to Saturday night at the, at the Marquette DePaul game, a woman taps me on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. She goes, you're, you're Steve Scafidi, right? And I go, I go, yeah. That was my son who Giannis was giving the uh, post-game present to. Oh, you're kidding. How she reckon? I was like sideways from her, so she saw like half of me. Totally yeah, random. And her, I want to make sure I get her thing in here, because she's, she's like a realtor to the star. She's like Giannis' real estate person. Okay. Shar uh, from uh, Compass Real Estate. Okay. Super nice. Her husband was there as well. And her son, Joshua, was the was the kid. And he's like fifteen now. He goes to Reagan High School. Wasn't that wild? Well, how long ago well how long I ago? think it was like four years ago, four or five years ago. And the picture came back for some reason. Again, Bucks or Giannis story, one of the two. I it uh, was just totally random. But the fact that that day at, at the Bucks game at Pfizer Forum, okay. we were both sitting together. Yeah. And then at the Marquette game. We were sitting, literally, I was in front of 
That's her what's son Joshua. I, I think that's more weird than her recognizing you. Uh, well, that, yeah, that that's fine. But I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's weird. That and her son was, was awesome, uh, and we had a great time, obviously. But I just thought it was so random and so weird. Yeah, I it, it's it's funny how people recognize you as a public individual. Me too. I mean, I've I've been standing in line and talking to the clerk, and I hear you know more, more than once. Eric Bilstead told me this a long time ago. Yeah. Because you work in radio, people will recognize your voice before they recognize your. I hear that all the time, all the time, and especially since um, people, since my hair is a little longer because it was short, short for a long time. People don't recognize me at all, at At all, all very rarely. Especially, well, maybe now since I had it lightened up, it was so dark for a while that for sure nobody knew who I was. That's not a bad thing. So thanks to President oh, Mike good. Lovell and, and met his lovely wife there as well. Uh, all the fans were great, and uh, we had a lot of support. I, I'll just to wrap this little opening statement. Yeah, a um, lot of great mojo at Marquette's. I'm I'm a Panther guy. I went to UWM, but boy, they got so, and and they're having a great season as well. Sure, but the mojo at Fiserv was incredible. Oh, I'll bet. And it was a record crowd for Marquette. I was going to say it was sold out. Yeah. Unbelievable energy. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I yeah, mean, so I had a blast. Good. I'm glad you had fun. And then you had you were busy yesterday, too. You were going down to Chicago. Went I down was down to watch my young, well, older grandson. Yeah. Seven, Max, play basketball. Can I say organized chaos? That's what it is. Oh, I believe Just that. Just running around like maniacs on a bat. I wanted to coach because I coached. At a lower level, like junior high, a long time ago when I was in college. I wanted to go out there and coach the coach. Okay. Well, they're young. They're little Uh, kids. I just was frustrated by just the chaos on the court. Okay. That's just little boys. Is that just me? Should I just leave it alone? Just leave it alone. Calm down. I got to get in there. (laughs) I wanted to get on the court. You're 65 years old. No, 64. Stop aging me. Oh, that's right. Your birthday's not until October. Yes, Oops, correct. Sorry. October 11th for those keeping track at home. Yeah, I got it on my calendar. Oh, good. Um, so you're 64, and they're what? Six? Seven. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. I'm you playing can basketball. It. I want to get out there. You can handle it. You can handle it. Can I give him advice? Yes. Well, what are you going to tell a seven-year-old? Stay focused? Hustle. Okay. Play defense with your body, not just your arms. Because he, he likes to He's reach. seven. He would have fouled out in the first quarter if they would have actually called fouls. Oh, my God. Calm down. But I love his energy. Young Max is a, well, do we have a new joke for Max? Today? I don't know if we if we loaded one up. We'll have to see. He, he's so busy with his schedule. I don't know if he has time for us. Oh, he'll he'll make time because right. he's a fledgling he's a fledgling radio you star. Know, now that producer Brandon is so busy with all his other activities, we don't really know his commitment to the morning show. He's yawning. I see him. He's yawning back there. Hands up. Sitting back in a chair. What I, happened to the nice guy that opened the mic about I ten minutes Let's, ago? Well, we're gonna we'll refresh. We'll take a break. We'll <laughs> Come refresh, on, man. <laughs> we'll refresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you, you're in a good mood? I'm always in a good mood. All right, we got a fun story to tell. I think it's fun about this pizza place in Ohio. I oh, yeah. My I to tell you the truth, I don't have a problem with it. Tone it like it is. Mm-hmm. We'll give you that story. It's up on my uh, my uh, social media page on on the uh, Twits. Twitter platform, as they say. we got a show poll. We'll get to that. Okay. We're just getting started on this Monday, this rainy Monday here. Hopefully it's nice where you are. That's the start. This is the beginning. You're listening to WTMJ. Hey, all of you radio listeners. Are you ready to laugh? I know I am. This is Max, and we're back with another joke of the week. What kind of tree fits in your hand? A palm tree. Back to you people in the studios. 
He's so cute. Comedic, super talent, young basketball player, loves baseball as well. Soccer is his newest thing. He's doing it all. Yeah. I did not. I had supremely unathletic children. They took after me. It just was not in the cards. Not, that's all not in the it. cards. Just not in the cards. I told you, I think. Alex tried cardinal football, and he broke one leg twice and one leg once. I said, that's enough. Find something else. Yeah, that's... Uh God saying maybe football is not your thing. Yeah, not your thing. Well, I didn't like to get hit either. That's why I, I never chose football. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. Every time we had to do that president's physical fitness and they had the rope that we were supposed oh, to climb, yeah, I just we, looked. I went, forget it. Shuttle run, six hundred yard dash. <laughs> give me an, give me a what zero. Else was in there? You used to have I'm a softball gonna... throw in there. A lot of crazy Pull, stuff. Pull ups, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to Young Max for our joke of the week. Um, I, I have to give credit where credit is due. My brilliant young producer, Brandon Snide, who's now the big morning guy on, on the uh, Vincent Eric show, Wisconsin Get Morning News. Back. I'm not his I'm giving him praise. Uh, he's doing a great job. He's doing a good job, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he found this story for us. Okay. So he yes. sent it. He was very excited about it, too. I, was there exclamation points or no? I, oh, well, I, thought it was funny but i don't know if, i don't know if i was that excited i don't know well, whatever but i that's the what i took away from it it's so, a great story so a pizza restaurant in ohio yeah why are we talking about a pizza restaurant in ohio it's santino's pizza uh-huh uh in columbus ohio which a city i have been to so they're hiring people and we all we've talked about on this show i've had experts on we've had just regular folks talking about hiring in 2022 20, 23 is difficult because there are a lot of people out there that don't want to do the work. And the crazy thing is, there's more jobs than ever, mm-hmm. and the pay's higher. Right. Which, Just, I'm not sure why that's a problem, but for some people it is. So this restaurant puts a sign up on display. Months months it's been up there. While someone, as you know, in the world we live in, someone took a picture of it. It went viral on social media. What uh-huh. did the sign say? <laughs> it's now hiring non-stupid people. Okay, I I love it. Zero problems. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Obviously, they've run into stupid people. Well, you get, yes. You can't have people. You got. Here's the problem in the workforce, from what I've ascertained. Um, one, getting people to show up for work is a problem. Two, getting people to stay at work is a problem. Three, getting people to go an extra mile is a huge problem. Nobody wants to do it. And then four. I think some people think that the work is beneath them. I would love to work at a pizza place. Well, I wouldn't have a problem. There's very few jobs. You know, I do micro dirty jobs. That's what I, I, I would do. I don't know if I'd go that far because he's doing a lot of nasty he, stuff. I don't care. If you're going to pay me and you're going to pay me. I don't see you doing those jobs, to be honest. I'm good in the trenches, Steve. Hmm. I'm really good in the trenches. So, um, you know, I don't know if I would do the whole getting into the sewer thing, but uh, maybe. He does a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, or, or, or um, gross pools. The only thing that would bother me in something like that would be, like, close spaces. I'm not great, like, underneath a house or something like that. So you're I'm not crawling close. through a sewage pipe, like, 50 yards to clean it up. I don't think I could do that. No. I think Although I'd you're lanky and you have, you have long arms, so you could probably do it. Well, uh, I'm not going to Shawshank it, no. <laughs> I'm not Shawshanking it. So this restaurant, the manager, Heather Stockton, said it's all because they they need people. Like, bad. She said, this is this is serious. Right. The sign's been on display for months. Uh-huh. Obviously, social media is social media, and it gets out there. went viral. All of a sudden, the attention came. She says, Heather Stockton, any publicity is good publicity, yeah. bad or not bad. To a point, that's true. We're going to have people that love the sign, people that hate it. 
They asked her about this. Mm-hmm. What? How do you define non-stupid? Okay. If you want to join the conversation, 855-616-1620. We're both all in on this. I, I would like to see more places. Do just stuff like this? Be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not looking for knuckleheads. We want people to actually work. Why did she do this? Reliability. People weren't reliable. There you go. They weren't on time. Right. They were coming to work in like sandals and play clothes. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Which, again, speaks to the um, the downgrading of our dress overall. Like, people wearing pajamas on planes and all that stuff. Sure, sure. I, I, I love this. Well, I will say this, that this is where the opportunity for people who want to get back, who maybe have retired and want to get back into the workforce, this is a perfect opportunity. Perfect opportunity. Because people out there, when Lou got hired, she was like, we love his age group because we know they're going to be here. Hardworking. They're hardworking. We love the age group. And I'm not taking a dump on the younger, because I know a lot of very hardworking young individuals. But the thing is, is that there are those people out there that just don't want to do the work. They want to be a YouTube star. They want to do a TikTok star. They want to do all. It's like, no, life isn't that easy. Sometimes you got to get in the trenches and you got to work. You got to work your way up, too. Yeah. Jeff joins us from Brookfield. Hey, welcome to the hey, show, Jeff. Jeff. Start us off, Jeff. Hey. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, uh, I deliver out in Waukesha, and there's a business out there. I don't know if I should say their name. Um, That's up to you. <laughs> they, well, it's called Signs and Lines, and they were looking for help. So first he had a signboard out in front and says, help wanted. And that went on for probably two, three weeks. I don't know. And then he had uh, a, didn't get anybody, so he had another sign that says, help wanted, we will train. And still nothing. And so that was out there for maybe a couple months. The next sign said, any warm body. Ah. <laughs> I love that. Anybody, show yeah. up. I need somebody. Yeah, just something, something I can do something with. Hey, to the, but, to the anyway. point on this one, Jeff, do you, do you have any problem with the sign that says non-stupid people? I, Carol and I don't. Oh, hell no. All right. I See, don't. I love Jeff's honesty. Thanks for starting us off. Jeff, don't worry about the uh, the French. I just I just don't think that for a lot of individuals that work ethic has been instilled in them. It's just been a little too easy, and they expect life to be easy, and they want to do they want to do the fun stuff. And some of the heavy lifting is not in their wheelhouse. I I was never brought up that way, but then you can say, "Hey, boomer, fine, great, fine." But I made my kids do that too. You know, it's like Liz worked at uh, the veterinarian, and she cleaned out cages and walked the dogs, and she did all the dirty work. I'm like, it's good for you. I think that that natural progression of, of employment has gone. A couple of th- big things have changed, right? Nobody sticks around with their with their real job. Like, I had a job for 28 years. Nobody does from that. that job. No. Nobody does that anymore. Nope. Like, my nope. daughters have, well, one daughter's changed careers a bunch of times, or co- employers a bunch of times. One hasn't. But that mindset, and they're in their 30s, that has changed. The other one is, I, my first starting wage, and this is going back a ways. Yeah. Buck 25 an hour. Buck 25. I work for my dad. I didn't make that. My dad was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, my first job was at my dad's store, and he was like, you're lucky to be here. I think I got like 65 cents an hour, but I was the boss's daughter, and I was expected to produce. What I love about this story, and we love to hear from you, 855-616-1620, we have zero problem with their sign is that they, they're forced to do some different and interesting things as employers to get people to come in the door. And if this doesn't, and I can tell you reading the story, business is up. 
and they've they've actually had people that they can hire. Sure. So the sign worked. Yeah. Which yeah. is the best thing. Well, and once you get in, you know, once you actually get into the meat of the subject, the the job itself, and you realize it's not grunt work, you're ha- making people. How about this? Let's look at our job as making people happy. We're going to address that coming up later on the show, too, making people happy. But it's just like, why can't you just throw yourself into your job, be happy with your profession, and make people happy? And in this specific case, you learn how to make pizza. You're making pizza. That's a life skill. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know about you. Anybody throws down a pizza at a party I'm at, that's like the first thing. I'm going to eat that pizza first. I, I've been craving pizza lately, so I'm going to have to do something. That sounds like a challenge to our listeners. <laughs> I'm craving a Somebody pizza. Somebody sent a pizza a couple weeks ago that I never saw. Somebody upstairs ate it. Oh, really? How does that happen? It's radio, Steve. <laughs> it's it's like, like it hits the door, the smell permeates around the room. It's gone before I, I'm even aware Did of you it. watch Jurassic Park what they, when they lowered <laughs> that cow? <laughs> Did you see what happened to the cow? It's like crazy up That's there. exactly what happens in radio. All right, she's Caroline Steve. It's Monday on WTMJ. Happy Monday, everybody. Steve and Carol on WTMJ. Before the uh, break, we told the story of the Ohio pizza restaurant who basically hung up a sign saying, hiring non-stupid people. I love it. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, because if that's what it takes to get quality people in your door, then that's what it takes. And the added bonus to this story, which I told you, is the thing went viral, a picture of the sign, which always happens with these kinds of things. More business. They got some employees. And other business owners are saying, well done. So that's part of the story here. Right. I mean, is somebody offended by this? Why? Would you want you want to hire stupid people? You know what? I Well, Okay. Not to revisit what we talked about last week, but I'm revisiting. Um, we've got all this. The, in our lexicon, there are words all over the place that are offending people. And apparently stupid is one of them. I say idiots, but I can tell you that I don't like to say it. But when I say it, the person getting that label deserves it. I mean, sooner or la- I mean, what else are you going to say? Um, non-participatory people. <laughs> Non uh, intellectual people. I mean, you know, come on, come on. Sometimes that's ex- stupid is stupid. I mentioned my pay, which was at Century Foods, by the way, in the seventies, uh, buck twenty-five an hour. This is a picture that someone just sent me. This is Woodman's in Waukesha. Okay, listen to this. Starting pay, thirteen seventy-five to sixteen twenty-five. Sunday pay, twenty. Dollars and sixty three cents to twenty four dollars and thirty eight cents. My Sunday's open. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I I have usually nothing going on Sunday. Maybe I'll go and check it out. You lose usually working. Liz is sleeping. I usually just camp out doing nothing. I could go work on Sundays. What do they want me to do? Unload carts? I'll do anything. From the old National Bank talking text line, the two six two area code. I believe the twenty to thirty year old people work smarter. As a parent, I said they have to get jobs or I would give them work without pay. That being said, I have three adult kids, all work summers in high school and college. Well done, you. The physical jobs, low pay, etc., they realize very soon if they want more pay, more upward movement, they need to work smart. They and their friends all work. Don't generalize the generation. I'm not. No, I'm, we're but not. But you can't find generational trends, trust me. Right. Does that mean all kids are in that generation? No. And you know what the key is here? And the texture nailed it. Parents, mm-hmm. good parenting. Yeah. Well done, you. That's how it's supposed to work. What do we also know about some of these generations? Parenting sucks. 
Now, I got to take some of the blame because baby boomer parents are responsible for these other generations. Yeah, because we wanted everything to be better for our kids and easier for our kids. And sometimes easier just isn't the answer. And sometimes you got to give them, they got to do dirty work in order to realize what they want in life and a goal that they want in life. Somebody asked me, why do you keep talking about this? Because we have to figure this out. We have low unemployment, but we have a massive number of jobs in Wisconsin that need people in those jobs. Right. So let's bring up the attention. If we can do things like this that create interest, buzz in our states, or any state for that matter, these are good things. I don't care if somebody, if if a stupid person is offended, I don't care. Okay, well, first of all, you're stupid. First of all, you're stupid. Let's just accept the moniker. I I just think that I'm. there's nothing I feel that should be beneath anybody. And everything that you could possibly do is going to be training for your future. And you learn life skills along the way. There's no, there's no bad about this at all. And if you're a non-stupid person and you get a job at this Ohio pizzeria, good job. Good job. Maybe you'll find that that's not for you, but at least you've learned a life skill. I, I love the messaging. And, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it offends somebody. Who cares? We, we're so too sick. concerned about that now. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, care. For the 262, Forrest Gump said it best. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> I almost said that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah, you can't fix stupid. There was a lot of genius in Forrest Gump. Oh, my God, it's a fantastic movie. And the interesting thing about that movie, you might not be able to make that movie right now, given the depiction of somebody who is... Mentally challenged? Yeah. You might not be able to make that movie now. I bet you you wouldn't make it now. Uh, there is a lot of old movies that you probably wouldn't be able to delve into just because of the fact that it would be offensive to someone. Uh, let's see. Caroline from Milwaukee. Oh, my gosh, Steve. At least you didn't have to walk your dog with boots that I just discovered have a hole in one of them. <laughs> yeah, you, you would not want to walk a dog today outside now, with boots I, that have a hole in them. Yeah, no. I mean, I... I, I, I... I've walked them in all kinds of weather, and Sydney, it's, you have to ring her out. It takes all day. No, I think Caroline gets me. Okay. Steve, I think you enjoy grousing about things. Oh, has she tapped into what I... I think, I, I think oh. that's kind of what makes you happy. And You're she... like Oscar the Grouch sometimes. Yeah, but in a nice way. In a nice way. Uh, she's big fans of Brandon, and this is the order she put them in. Okay. Brandon, Carol, and Debbie. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Well, I think she's a big fan of mine, too. She just doesn't want me to get a big head. Well, Brandon's a stud, man. I mean, he's... <laughs> Let's take a break. I need some time to process what you just said. <laughs> We're listening to WTMJ. Oh, Karen Carpenter. She was talented. She had great quite... Voice. Right. Yeah. She was a great drummer. I mean, she wasn't one of the best drummers in the world, but she had some skills. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like the beginning of that whole anorexia stuff, right? She was pretty much the poster child for that because it brought it to light. We didn't understand what was happening to her. We're talking about the pizza restaurant in Ohio that basically said we're hiring non-stupid people and all the... It was a good buzz they got. Some negative, but overall, business is up. They're hiring people. Uh, We've got a... um... Who's outside the window? I don't know. Oh, I saw you looking at something. A nice young man. Uh, this is on the old National Bank talking text line. Pizza restaurant manager of 20 years here in West Dallas. I've never seen it so bad. I'm lucky if I get full staffs to show up every shift. They show up late, want to leave early. They want to make money, but don't want to work. We've been short staffed for two years now. We just said that. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I, I don't, don't mess with our pizza. Well, I just, 
listen, if you sign up for it, if you agree to the wage and the hours, do the work. What's the problem? The big picture stuff is what I, I love to kind of take little stories like this and, and ask the bigger questions. And one of them, one of them was the generational differences. And I don't want to, I don't want a blanket statement that and say, no. gen whatever, they don't work. It, but there are some truths there. Now, this one is, is kind of speaks to that. Uh, 414, you're not wrong about the generational trends. I have two kids in their 20s that worked every summer in high school during the school year and on campus in college. I've been shocked by how many of their friends in high school and college school did not work at all and had parents pay their credit card bills. I, I, I know. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with my kids, and my kids would be considered in the Gen X area. And that some of their, they never had to work a day in their life. And I just think that's wrong. You're not teaching them how life actually really works. And it's not the kids. It's on, it's on the parents. You have to instill those values. And those are the same kids that aren't willing to work that are going to Starbucks every morning and dragging a $5 plus cup of coffee, whatever they drink, to school with them. I, my wife is a teacher. She would often remark, how are the pay- kids got Starbucks in their hands? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not paying $8 for a Frappuccino, whatever, whatever. But, and I think the best life lesson to learn is as, as a parent, it's not like you got to lord over them and demand that they do stuff, but just lead by example. You know, they'll follow your lead if they see you working hard and putting, you know, the pedal to the metal, if you will. Uh, let's see, from the 414, the unfortunate thing is if you don't get people back to work, needless to say, they're not, they're, they're not putting the Social Security, so we're going to be in trouble later. Yeah, the less people paying in at this time, this, this decade or so, mm-hmm. where a lot of boomers are going to be taking out, that's problematic. And that's part of what's causing the concern about those systems. A lot of people like to say, well, I paid it, I'm going to take it out. I paid it, it's my money. What you paid in is less than probably what you're going to take out. Probably. Especially at the beginning of your careers, right? So you weren't making Because I much. paid in a lot of money. Yeah. But so at some point, you'll take it out. But if we have less people paying in and way more people taking out for a decade or so, because it will equalize at some point. Well, that's why I've said constantly, I think it's such a great opportunity. If you are of SSI age and you want to get back into the well, you can do both. Yes. You just got to manage how much you make. Exactly. Mike joins us from Illinois. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Mike. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to both of you. Uh, just wanted to let you know I am in central Illinois, and your signal is coming through loud and clear. I uh, love to hear that. We have a lot of listeners in the, in the great state of Illinois. That's great. Yes, I love that, Mike. Absolutely. And, Steve, I will be at the Marquette game this Saturday. Hey, I think that's our last regular season home game, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. My brother's an alum, so he invited me, so I'm like, absolutely. You will enjoy it like crazy. I had such a blast uh, at the DePaul game over the weekend. It was uh, They really do it up, as do the Bucks too. They Fiserv is a great venue for sports, and, and uh, I was thrilled to be at the game on Saturday. So what's your thoughts on the, the hiring issue, the, the hiring sign that says, basically, stupid people don't need to apply? <laughs> I, I got a kick out of it, to be quite honest with you. Obviously... You know, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, they are trying to get employees, and, you know, they tried something new, and obviously it's working for them. And I've I've seen similar signs, you know, here in Illinois. Uh, Not a lot, of course, but, you know, there are employers who are pretty desperate, and they're going to try anything. And, you know, the point you guys are making, especially, Carol, about the the work ethic, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, my daughter is 22 years old, and I, I do worry about her that she doesn't have a lot of life experience because, I mean, I led by example. Her mother led by example. And um, 
somehow, some way, it, it just didn't resonate with her enough. And, um, I mean, she's doing fine, but uh, I just I worry about her sometimes. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike, and be safe on the roads because I know Mike travels for work. That's the thing we have to figure out. Right. Not everybody's wired the same. There were deadbeats in our generation, too. Trust me, I knew a lot of them. Oh, good Lord, yes. But I'm... there also was a different attitude about work. That we, I would go work. I worked on a farm. Well, I will say this, and I say this with all honesty. The almighty dollar and my want to be able to go out and shop was so strong that I would do anything. I don't care. As long as I was getting a paycheck, that's all that mattered to me. Yes. So I could go to the mall. I could go to the Beloit Mall and go to Maurice's and buy as many pairs of jeans as I wanted. Because that was another thing, too, that my parents, they pulled the plug on me. And I know I'm a boomer, so and, and I did this with my kids to a certain extent. They pulled the plug and said, you want this stuff? You're going to have to work and get it and work for it, and you'll appreciate it more. And I, I think that's true. I completely agree. Uh, last text before I go to break. Uh, hi, Stephen Carroll. My nephew graduated from college and said he wouldn't accept a job that pays less than $40 an hour. Wow, where are those? Because I'll go sign up for that. <laughs> that's that's a significant sal- uh, I just, hourly rate. I just uh, said I'll go work at Woodman's for 25 on San- on Sundays. I Seriously, I think, you know what? We should do that. I, I've, I've said this before. I brought that up. You know, send Carol out. I'll go do anything. I'll work the, the just teach me how to do what you need me to do, and I'll do it, and I'll come back and report how bad the job is. I'm having lunch bad. with Ted from Sendex on Friday. Maybe I'll pitch it. Do. Yeah. I would. I'll work a show. I'll bag groceries for a weekend. I think I can learn how to use the I'll slicer. I'll tell you what. I'll do it, and I'll donate the pay. I don't even want to get paid, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I just want to experience it. I think it. it'd be a kick. We, as long we'll, as, have to, we'll have to move yeah, on Yeah. As long as I don't lose a finger in the slicer. I'll do it. I'm not doing the deli slicer. I saw an, a bad accident when I was working at Century Foods many years ago on the slicer. It's probably safer now. Okay. Back then they were freestyling that thing. Oh, yeah. A lot of no. blood. Let me just say a lot of blood. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'll i give it a shot. I don't want to cut meat. <laughs> well, I can't cut meat. That would be one thing that would be uh, off limits because I don't know how to do that. Quick funny story. I, I was bartending. Older listeners will, under, will make the connection. So... Back in the 60s and 70s, there was a place called Ray Bustler's on 27th Street, the border between Oakland and Franklin on Oakwood Road. Okay. Supper club. Sure. Uh, great steaks, all that. So I, in my free time, I was a bartender when I turned 18, and I bartended there. So did I. And the, the lady that was running, Mrs. Bustler, she knew I worked at Century Foods, and she, I come into work one day as a bartender. She goes, hey, I need you to cut some meat downstairs. I go, just because you work at a grocery store doesn't mean you necessarily have to know how to cut meat. I walked down there like, I don't know how to cut this thing up. Was it a half a cow or yeah. something? Oh, I'm not I would never know. Thing. So I said, sorry, I can't help you. Uh, Should I, I have taken the plunge and learned to cut meats on the spot? If there was somebody there that was going to train you. No, no you, training. No, then I'm not going to ruin a side of beef. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, no, you, you did the right thing because I don't want my porterhouse showing up looking like a chopstick. <laughs> Back in the day, and it was a supper club, Yeah, my hands reeked of martinis and Manhattans and Old Fashioned. I loved bartending. That's all I made. It was a great, great job. And nothing made me roll roll my eyes more than a busy bar and then somebody wants an ice cream drink. Are you kidding me? I know. (laughs) Seriously. Jam-packed bar. I got to spend five minutes making an ice cream drink. Now, let me ask you something quickly. Because being a bartender, I had nicknames for everybody. Like that was Margarita Guy. That was Old Style Guy. Yeah, you learn. Yeah, I don't know your name, but you're a Margarita Guy. It's the best. It was a fun life. And... 
You want a great job? Bartending is the way to go. I loved it. People skills. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And stories last a lifetime. She's Carol. I'm Steve. Join us, 855-616-1620. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. I just love this song. I think this is Burt Bacharach, too, who just recently passed. He wrote it. Yeah. This, uh, the B.J. Thomas, Thomas is yeah, the yeah. one who's saying it. Oh, look at you, radio person, <laughs> radio legend, dropping that knowledge. I, uh, it's a great scene. It's a great scene in the movie, oh, though. Oh, great movie. Well, those two guys who are such good-looking guys to begin with, and they come out shooting at the very end, it's like, I don't know which one I'd say yes to first. <laughs> oh, Carol. <laughs> Being so honest, that's what we love about her. Let's just put a ribbon on the pizza restaurant conversation. Okay. Can we talk about all the restaurants and fast food places that are all understaffed? Yeah, yes. It's, it's, I've been to a lot of restaurants in the last few months. They are understaffed. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to figure that out. Well, and you know, as a society, and we're going to get into the niceness factor too later on, but as a society, we have to learn that not everything happens at the snap of a finger. Right. You know, we have to calm down if you want to go out and realize that there are these staffing issues and we've just got to be patient. That's why I'm so relaxed, because of what you just said. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. He keeps swinging at it. All right. We, we made one of those lists, Milwaukee. We've got to get to the news here. Rudest city in America? One of the rudest? Uh, I take issue, except for one group. Okay. And that group's not going to be happy. We'll get to that after the news, which is next on WTV. The most fun day of the week, right? Ah, boy, here we go. The best day of the week. Uh, no. Uh, no. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Joining Steve Scafidi, it's radio legend herself, Carol Kane. Now, if I had a piece of their bread, I would smear the mayonnaise all over it and just eat that. I'd have a mayonnaise sandwich. What's wrong with you? (laughs) That's crazy talk. <laughs> well, I know you're gonna, tomorrow. of course, but I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So what do I care? <laughs> hey, do your own. Th- you do you, Carol. I- hey, we agreed on something. How about that? Yeah. At 10:53, Stephen Carroll finally agreed on something. Now broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. This is time to party. Here's Stephen Carroll. Oh, we agree a lot more than that. We that do just actually. one moment in time. Yeah, we do agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah, because we're smart, educated people. Well, it's, we're boomers, you but we're are. smart and educated. You are. We both are. I, okay, that's very nice of you to say, but mm-hmm. uh, let's just put it this way. In the world of my family, I'm the clown car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but your part, your family gatherings are fun, though. Uh, we try to make it fun. All right, so if I, I'm going to ask you a question, Carol. Yes. And I'm also asking the audience, 855-616-1620, the Old National Bank talk and text line. Do you think Milwaukee is a rude city? Uh, I would I would like to say on a general basis, no, but I there have been experiences and I I do think that the that decorum has kind of flown out the window and I'm not sure exactly why. I have some thoughts on that. Okay, okay. So this this was prompted by something you sent me over the weekend. This is from Business Insider. And, you know, there's a lot of cities in America. We were uh, Milwaukee was 49 on the list. We've also shown up on the most polite cities. So, you know, figure that out. Right. But I had this, this thought after you sent me this. So if somebody comes into Milwaukee. Yeah. Let's say a boomer. Somebody in our, in our generation. Okay. Flips on the old AM radio. Mm-hmm. And depending on what station you go to, if you listen to my show, you're going to get some sunshine, some fun, some serious stuff as well. Sure. You flip on another station, you'd be like, 
I don't want to live in that city. It's crazy there. Well, it's nuts. That's but that's not unusual. I think this it addresses like the day to day man on the street kind of thing. Um, perception matters. Well, perception does matter. I will say that in my history of being in radio, whenever I had like a rock star or a, a high level comedian come in not having had any prior knowledge to what Milwaukee was actually, except for being basically the redhead stepchild of, you know, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, the they Their perception was always when they left, wow, I, it's a great city. And that's why I love this city. Yeah. Because yeah. I used to get that, I used to be on planes all the time, and I'd, I'd ask people about Milwaukee, and they kind of vaguely knew, although some people thought it was in Minnesota, some people thought it was in Michigan. It, it, the Midwest is confusing for a lot of right. people. Everybody knows <laughs> Chicago, and let's uh. be real. Chicago mm-hmm. has its own problems. Oh, a lot of problems. Yes. Some, they don't seem to be in a real hurry to fix, but set that aside. Right. I don't think that you can have the anger that, that our culture has without some of that rubbing off on people that visit your city. We have a lot of political anger in the state of Wisconsin. Well, we got a lot of anger overall. Yes. And a lot of, I'll tell you this, a um, couple things happened to me over the weekend, and I was very disturbed by it, and my girlfriend, when I told her the story, she says, Carol, you have to understand. And I think she encapsulated it pretty well. She goes, you have to understand, you're just not that important, indicating that everybody else has this sense of importance about them. Sometimes, not all, the, not all people, but I think overall. So what happened to me was I was in the grocery store, and I'm trying to, there was a guy on my right, and I'm trying to get to the checkout. We turned from the freezer section at the same time. He... I, I call it my Christmas from the Cranks moment. You haven't seen the movie, but there's a, a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is running against another woman to get the last ham. <laughs> and this guy was not, and he kept like looking at me as he's racing his cart. He was not going to let me get in. He was going to be first. He was going to get in first. So then I just was like, what the hell? So I just went in and I stood there and I go, really? Really? And then I went into my car, my area where I was unloading the cart. And then I turned to my left and I saw this guy standing there with two quarts of milk. And I said, you got two things? He goes, yeah. I said, please go ahead. He would have thought I'd saved his child from drowning. <laughs> he was just like, oh, are you kidding? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I still got this other jerk in my head. So I was like, no problem. If I can make somebody smile, I'm happy. Which I think is where we need to get back to where we can lose this rudeness thing. So then I'm out. Load my car up. I've got the driver's side open and the the passenger side uh, on the other uh, same side open because I'm loading. And this guy in the SUV next to me, he jumps in. I hear the car door slam, and he just starts backing up. And I'm like, I couldn't even get to close. And he stopped and looked at me and gave me this dirty look. And I just put through my hands. I go, Wow, really? You couldn't wait two seconds while I closed my door? So that's, I think, where we have a problem. I think there are people that are always in a hurry and filled with self-importance that they just can't seem to find it in their heart to be kind to people. And I just think that's where this comes from. You know, it's always like, me, 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 me. And it's like, no, it's not. And I said to the guy who had the two quarts of milk, I said, if we don't start doing this more often, we're never going to get any better. And he kind of looked at me and goes, you know, you're right. And you I'm changed like, someone's life that day. Well, I, I let him go ahead of me. He had two quarts of milk. Big deal. 
Well, you know, and I'm not in that big of a hurry. And I'm not, as my girlfriend said, you're just not that important. But I think we have this inflated self-importance with people. And it's just like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're doing. I am going to do what is good. It makes me feel better. Me first. Is the attitude. I, yeah, and I, I think... I do think that's part of this. I think that's kind of where this rudeness thing comes from. You know, not letting people get ahead of you. Not, you know, just racing to get to the thing first. To be, you know, you're not going to... Okay, old lady, you're not going to be in front of me. I am going to... And I'm like, oh, really? It's Sunday, and I just want to make a shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> My needs are simple. <laughs> are we a rude state, rude city? I think in some ways we are. I know you just gave a couple examples of people that lost their minds over really simple things. Simple, stupid things. Stupid, stupid things. And I'll go back to my original point. I think part of the problem is political anger that permeates everything. You, you can't... It's why, it's why I discourage political conversation in, in public and when you're just out and about at an event that has nothing to do with politics. If you're, oh. at, a, if you're at a rally or something, yeah, knock yourself out. Right. I just... I so, shut that down. Don't yeah. you shut? I just yeah. say I'm not talking politics. I do it respectfully, but it's it's really not. Okay. Let's just say it's not good conversation. Let's put it that way. Right. Because the worst thing you can do is have two people that are politically opposed and yell at each other. Now, if you want to have an intelligent conversation, sign me up. Right. But right. That's not what's happening. I just think there's just like you said. I just think there's so much anger and so much me, me, me that we just have lost sight of how we're actually going to fix things. Are we wrong or are we right? Is this a rude city, Milwaukee, and a rude state, Wisconsin? I think to some degree it is. The level of that rudeness is our conversation. Join us, 855-616-1620. Carol sang it. I was singing this to Carol this morning. That's what I do before the show. It gets in your head. It's, it's an earworm, for sure. It my, can be. My old softball buddies... John, Don, Ken, a bunch of other guys. We used to sing this in a bar after our games, just to entertain the crowd in the bar. What kind of a softball league was this? <laughs> good question. We were a good softball team, but we, we just had fun. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All we right. just had fun. It was raining. It was literally raining men. Today, that would be actually factually correct as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. This rain was nasty this morning. Sideways. Rain. It's very. It was like somebody was throwing buckets at the at the uh, at the windshield. It it. My, I had my windshield wipers on full blast. I tap out on the rain. I, I'm good. I know it's going to rain till early afternoon, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm done. All right. So are we rude? Because a lot of people are going. I thought we were the nicest city. Well, it's funny because you make both lists, which. Technically can't be possible. Well, I, we do make both lists, but according to the insider who reprinted this, only 1.5% of people polled in Wisconsin felt that we were, we should have placed on this list. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise And I mean, we are 49 out of 50, so it's like we're, we're way at the end. We're not number one. People are selfish. This is from the 262. People are selfish all over the United States. That's true, too. I agree with that. That whole, it's that me attitude that we've talked about. And it's just, I... I... A lot of texters are agreeing with you on that one. Carol's right. The the me, the selfish, the me. That's, I, a, that's a big part of this. I just think that the mo- I, and I have pledged. So I didn't get excited about it. I just was kind of like, what's going on, guys? And I've tried to put one foot in the front of the other and stick with my pledge of being a nicer person in 23. That was my goal. We have the same goals then. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and, and so far, I've been I've been hitting it out of the park. <laughs> With every every word, you make me laugh. <laughs> From the four one four, I like to think of myself as a nice person, but the grocery store brings out the worst in me. It does. Uh, I guess. I mean, you've seen it. Like the self checkout thing is like the end of the world now, right? I sometimes with the self checkout, I do, I skip the self checkout just because one, it's confusing for. I just don't think I'm smart enough to figure it out. I really don't. And and it constantly yells at you, like with it's like, move the thing over to the bag. Move it. It's in the bag. So you do you have like a full cart going through the self checkout? No, no, no. It's always just it's always just a few items. I would never do a full cart. But she's always yelling at me. It's like stop yelling at me. It's in the bag. I put it yeah, over there. They must. It has a sense sensor, and they can detect if you put it down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then, then, and like in my case, if I'm with Kathy shopping, she'll yell at me for not putting it down correctly. <laughs> like, how are you supposed <laughs> to put the thing in? You just put it on there, right? It's like, is, is there a right way and a wrong way to put it on the thing? I don't know. But you know what? I, I can understand whether because people are leaving their carts in the middle of the aisle, they're wandering off. The kids are all over the place. Don't want to get me started on the kids in the grocery I, store. I hate those big carts. I know they serve a purpose, but I hate those the the ones that have the trucks. I don't want them. Get them out of my way. There's something about kids and grocery stores that turns them into Damien from The Omen. I give you the weird the. Nastiest looks. The I, kid's like three year old. Three years old. He's giving me like the bad guy look. I will, dude. You're three years was, old. There, I know. There was one time that I was standing at the grocery store and she was trying to check out this poor woman and the kid. Sometimes you just had to take the kids. That's all there was to it. And this kid was having a meltdown, and you just saw in her face every ounce of energy just draining out of it. And she's just trying. I I wanted to go up and go, honey. I've been there. I know. I know you just want to get out of here and get the kid home. It's nap time. I could get the phone lines hopping with this. Maybe we, we shouldn't have kids in grocery stores. <laughs> Can we get the pets out of the grocery stores Yeah, first? We, we've already said We're on record saying that. They don't belong there. No. If it's a service dog, yes. I don't want your... But you got little, you know, Reuben in your purse. I don't want to see that. I don't want a little Skippy licking my lettuce. Let's just put it that way. I don't want that. <laughs> I know you let them lick your face, and I don't want that in my grocery store. I, I yeah, no, I don't like dogs, but I'm like, I have so many questions me. for um, Ted at okay. <laughs> so many questions. Okay, because he probably sees this all the time. Probably people struggle. I saw someone lose their. I told you this story. I think er, months ago, early in the pandemic, a guy came in. And he was mad about the pandemic. He had to wear. Remember, we had all wear masks in, uh-huh, in grocery sure. stores and stuff. So he proceeded to lecture all of us in line. He gets in the face of this young woman. Shut up. That's what I said. I would have told him to shut up. Stop it. You've met me. You know I'm very forward. You know when I knew he was crazy? When he started quoting his uncle from like some other country in Europe. Oh, my uncle, whatever, said this whole thing is... <laughs> okay, thanks to your uncle from wherever that has clarified all of the, uh, the COVID and pandemic issues for us. I got, Appreciate gra- that I got a great idea. Why don't you go hop a plane and visit him? <laughs> visit him as soon as possible. Uh, from the 262, people do not need to, people need to be corrected. I'm, I hope I'm reading that right because it's kind of jumbled. Um, bananas do not grow on trees. It's a fact, but most folks can't be convinced. Hmm. Huh? I'm confused I'm, by I'm, that. Okay. If you can clarify that for me, I'd appreciate it. Okay. Um, some people blame it on Donald Trump. The anger, the rudeness. You think Donald Trump's rude? 
Well, I think that he exhibits and has, which is why his Twitter account was, you know, negated and some of his social media, because he, he has a tendency to lash out. But it's no big surprise. He's this boss, you know, he's he's made his fortune by being this kind of guy. And that's what it is. If someone's successful in business, and I get, that's an open question with Donald Trump, because there's a lot of open questions with sure. Donald Trump to begin with. Does that justify any behavior at all? I've heard this said to me before. Well, he owns a successful company, therefore he must be smart. Not necessarily. I I think that there's a position of power that comes to play, and I can understand it. Is it acceptable? No. Uh, let's see, Dan from Whitefish Bay. Watch out for the people in the motorized grocery carts in the store. They don't stop for anything. Yeah, it's like it's like the Derby, like you're jacking. Well, I, I was one of those, and I tried to be as respectful as possible when I had to go to the grocery store last year. Um, I thought they were hellishly fun. <laughs> That's what everybody says. And just a, a, like an overview of that of that situation, there's a lot of people using them that probably. Don't need to. Don't need to. I know it's a kind of a treat to, you know, motorize yourself around the grocery store, drive around. Save it for the people that need it. Right. And in some circumstances, it would be a real advantage for you to walk the store. Yes. I, I see what you're saying. Now, because I read the negative ones, too. Steve, yeah, go yell at a single mother with a child in a grocery store get a life. I'm not saying that. No. But do you, do you need to drag six kids with you to the grocery store? I I would, to tell you the truth, my two were more than enough if I had to take them both. But I usually, if if I had the one, I would try and have the other one be in school already. Because my I have a four-year separation between my kids. So when Alex was a baby, she was in 4K. So all I had to do was just do the baby thing. Um, but I... It, sometimes you just, it's unavoidable. But at that particular juncture... That being said, you have to have control over them. I told you about the kid who was swimming down the middle of the aisle. You know, I'm like, that can't be that can't be healthy for him. I'm telling Get you, when a, a three year old gives you the bad, you know what? Gives look. him the bad eye. Yeah, what's that about? Uh, last text before we go to break here. Uh, I believe social media has turned people into these rude people. Certainly contributed to it. I'm sure it does. Are I'm we sure rude in Wisconsin? I'd say most people aren't. Right. Boy, but the ones that are, mm, you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Quick break. Hey, all of you radio listeners. Are you ready to laugh? I know I am. This is Max, and we're back with another joke of the week. What kind of tree fits in your hand? A palm tree. Back to you people in the studios. I think he put that together himself. This kid's a, a comedic genius at age. Of course, I'm biased. He's <laughs> my oldest grandson. He's very cute. He's very relaxed in his presentation. That's one thing I do notice. So he's um, he's self-assured, basically. Yes. He's I very think self-assured. at some point, not that I want to carve more out of my show, but he'll have like at least a half hour will be his content, probably. I'd like to see him um, review and rate school lunches. <laughs> he's got thoughts on that. He has big-time thoughts on that. Okay. And just, just at his level now, he's better than most of the stuff you hear on the radio. Just my take. There just my go. take. You know what I'm talking about. There's the music. That means next up, Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, hosts the Money Talk heard Saturday mornings right here on WTMJ. 
Happy Monday, Dave. Happy Monday, and no stink eye coming your way, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Unless I don't have a financial plan after I've heard your presentation. Then maybe a little yeah. bit? No, I'll tell you what. I uh, I just took the flight Fort Myers uh, back to Milwaukee, and uh, everyone gets off the plane. And I can't tell you, everyone was helping with bags. Everyone was helping, let's say, the less mobile people off the plane, being polite, being kind. I'm like, that's Milwaukee, man. So I, I'm I'm just not on I'm not on the same page that people around here are rude. I haven't right. seen it. That's what makes Dave's. That's nice to hear. Yeah, isn't that cool? It really is nice to hear. That's why he's a game changer and a leader in our community. All right, enough with the praise, right. Dave. Because yes, I, I read the axiom every week when it comes to me in my email. Um, biggest question, and this is across the board. I, I talk about it on the show, texters, emailers, callers. Inflation, the I word. What's happening with inflation? We, we saw an uptick, which we reverses that trend that showed it going the other direction. Where are we at? Yeah, it's, it's, stick, it's stickier. You know, we have talked about that, Steve, as you well know that it is not going to go back down to the Fed's 2% target uh, very easily. And there's lots that goes into it. Number one, and we've talked about there are a lot of reasons why we had the inflation in the first place. The biggest reason, of course, is that we increased the money supply by a significant amount, by 25%. But then there's supply chain, and then there's all these other things. But one of the reports that we saw the other day was, of course, that wage inflation is remaining persistent. And why is that? 11 million jobs are open and six million are unemployed so that's almost a ratio of two to one so those people who are looking for jobs there are jobs available for them to find and because there's such demand the wages are staying up there are demands for higher wages and that's a big part of what we're seeing as well as real estate uh, which calls renters renters equivalency that's part of the calculation that stayed up as well so it's staying to here so that likely means the fed is going to stay persistent they're like they're going to uh, probably 25 basis points hopefully not 50 at the next meeting coming up very shortly and then after that they're going to have to wait and see but uh, rates are going to stay high and by the way there's this thing that that shows what are the fed rate heights going going to be they had originally talked about uh, perhaps cutting and, and pivoting and going the other way late in the year. That is off the table right now. So uh, higher for longer is what we're going to see with the interest rates and inflation. Are we looking at a buyer's market coming down the pike anytime soon when it comes to homes? Mm, well, you know, right now the mortgage rates have uh, ticked uh, back up to nearer 7%. So uh, they are going the other way. And, of course, when you get an economic slowdown, that's generally not when you're going to see a, a run for uh, real estate. So, uh, economic, you know, obviously, as you know, Carol, all of these Fed rate hikes are going to have a lagging effect, meaning that they're not really going to kick in until late 23 and early 24. So that's going to slow down the economy. Very high pot probability that we're going to have a recession. And that's so that, you know, so you're going to, is it a buyer's market? Probably the seller's markets are going to be under pressure. So you're probably going to get another look at it, but interest rates are going to be higher for mortgages. And that's a big deal because if you look at the average price of a home, let's just say it's $400,000. What used to be on, on a $400,000 mortgage, about $1,300 or so, it is now up twice that. So uh, that is putting pressure on mortgage rates. And of course, that'll put pressure on sell, selling prices as well. Dave, I saw your poll this week. One of the polls had to do with the uh, RMD, required minimum distribution. Mm -hmm. For the folks who don't know what that is, explain it, and then what is the change? Yeah, so required minimum distribution. So you get to put your money into 401Ks and IRAs on a pre-tax and tax-deferred basis. Really cool idea. And at some point, they, the IRS wants to get a kick at the cat. 
uh, if you will, and then you have to you're forced to take that money out of that uh, out of that tax advantage plan. It's called required minimum distribution. This new Secure Act 2.0 uh, says that you can kick that back. What used to be 70 and a half, I don't even know how they got to the half, but 70 and a half years old, you had to take it out. Now they've moved it to 72 and going to 73, and lowered the penalty from what was 50 percent if you didn't take it of what you were supposed to take down to 25 percent. So a lot of changes coming down the pike with Secure 2.0. So that's that uh, that's what we're seeing. And we did talk about required minimum distributions and not waiting to the end of the year to try to get them out. Okay, this is a very, very basic question, but you're always okay. so patient with me. Um, what if you've got somebody who's just starting to think about talking to a financial advisor and getting their ducks in a row? What are some of the very basic questions that they should have ready for somebody that they're interviewing to be their financial advisor. Yeah, right. So there's a couple of questions there. Number one is when you're dealing with someone, make sure that you find someone that uh, is going to work as a fiduciary to always act in your best interest. And not only just a, a fiduciary, I know that that term has been thrown around lately, but these this is a key point. Fee-only fiduciary. And what I mean by that is not just active fiduciary when it's uh, and it's a crazy rule that you can take this hat off of being a fiduciary and then put the hat on as a commission salesperson and sell other products. That does exist, unfortunately, in our industry. But are you a fee-only fiduciary? Will you act in my best interest? And if you're young and just getting started, there is a number of things. Obviously, if you have a 401k plan and there's a match by your company, for sure do that because that matches free money, Carol, number one. And number two, get a get control of your debt. It takes us people decades and decades to get out of debt. So make sure that you get your ideas ready to, to get out of debt, not run up the credit card debt, not get a, a, too much of a mortgage, too much of a car payment. Make sure that you control the debt side. Those are two things. Control your debt, uh, number one. Make sure that you're saving, number two. And make sure you're working with a fee-only fiduciary. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Uh, this is a listener question. There's always winners and losers in every market, and even with an inflation recession question, soft recession, whatever term you want to use. Winners currently, sectors, yep. industries, who are they? Yeah, energy for sure. So energy has been, if you look at the earnings season that's just wrapping up right now, as we expected, earn, uh, uh, energy earnings were the best and, and continue to, to be that way. I mean, you look at where WTI crude is, you know, around $80 a barrel. A lot of people are expecting it to go to 100 and probably even higher than that as we get into driving season, which is during the summer. On top of that, you've got, you know, one of the reasons why the crude is down is the government has, uh, has this administration has released from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve a significant amount. And so that is going to stop at some point and have to be replenished. That's going to put a pressure, some pressure on supply, as well as Russia has already said that they're cutting back. Uh, now they're going to cut back another $500,000 barrel. So when supply removes demand and demand goes up, there's going to be an opportunity for those to go up. And, of course, those oil companies are haven't done all of the R&D that, that they used to do in the past. So we think energy is a is a winner a winning industry right now but obviously that doesn't mean go all chips in that just means overweight or underweight a particular sector and pressure on and in healthcare uh, would be another one of those and then another where you're going to get pressure guys is going to be discretionary spending as you go into a recession as a slowdown discretionary spending sands i think travel uh that is going to be an opportunity set dave spano some love from the the text line, Dave, Dave Spano, love listening to what he has to say. That's why he's on the show. Excellent. I love it. I love right. it. You want, to talk about, you want to talk about Mark Lazary and the, 
and yes. uh, the opportunity to uh, go set, you know buy a team for five hundred and fifty million, which was really four hundred and fifty million, right? <laughs> because right. Senator Cole gave hundred yes. million back and sell his share. Yep. 3.5 that is uh 3.5 billion almost an eight bagger can't do that at, can't promise that at annex wealth management but that's a pretty good deal sounds like that. a guy had a plan yeah he had a, <laughs> exactly right that's stupid so, money i can't even yeah. think about that kind of money that's not, now that's remember he owns only, carol he only he owned only 25 percent of that so he didn't right. get 3.5 billion. darn i should have bought in when i had the chance darn geez, it it was a small check it was a small check <laughs> for you steve dave spano will do it again next monday thanks dave. Right, sounds good see you guys All right. dave spano from Annex Wealth Management, nobody better. Trust me. No, he's the best. He is the best. All right, we'll take a break. Interesting question after the break. Why are so I saw this on CNN over the weekend. Why are so many young men single? Okay. What's the problem? I don't know. We'll explore after this. Stephen Carroll, this is Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for finding us. Lots of choices. We appreciate that you found us on this rainy Monday. Looks like the rain's going to move out here. At like 2 o'clock or, or something. So. I thought it was like 2 in the afternoon yeah, or something. I should probably not read the radar, but that's what I'm doing. So. Okay. As long as it's not sideways rain, I'm good. It, that was crazy. Um, and I understand we got people listening all over. It could be sunny and warm where you are, so thanks for tuning in anyway. Right. Um, I was watching Michael Smirconis. She's on CNN at 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings. And um, I don't tailor my show after his, but he does a lot of the same topics I do. I, I like the way he approaches the news and the, and the sure. cult, culture we live in. Okay. And he was talking about this question. And I, I, used, um, I saw this story of psychology today. Okay. Why are so many young men single and sexless? Oh, wow. That's an interesting title. Recent Pew Research, 60% of young men are currently single. And that's Pew Research, which is like the premier research company. One of them, yeah. Uh, sexual int- intimacy at a 30-year low across genders. 30-year low. That's a generation and a half. Across genders. Yeah. Um, Both men and women. I... Oh. So I'm going to ask you the question. What's going on here? Well, I... My son's still single, so I can't... But he's got a girlfriend. How old so is I mean, he? 29. Well, he's single, but he has, has a relationship. Yeah, he's in a relationship. Um, so is it a marriage I, thing? I don't know. I, uh, but I do think, this is just Carol, I do think that the whole idea of commitment being very scary for a lot of people. Like the, the whole, like for you and I, when we were growing up, that was just how we were wired. You know, you, you dated, you got married, you had kids. It was Boom. kind of the relationship career path. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dated if for bits. Right. Hung outs. Right. Got engaged, right. married, kids. That w- those were the steps that we took. Those were the steps that we were brought up with. But, but I think things have changed a lot. I, well, I told you this. I was at this my, my grandson's basketball game, and this was in um, west of Chicago suburbs, uh, grade school. So I'm looking at the parents of these, I don't know, first, second, third grade. Sure. They're, they look as old as me. So clearly people are waiting to get married. That's one thing. Yeah. Which so then when I see this this statistic here that under thirty years old sixty percent of guys are single I'm not surprised. I think that men and women too. I think they're just waiting. They want to make sure that it's the right decision. Maybe they saw too many relatives or their mother and father that their marriage split up and they don't want to end up that way. So they just want to make sure that this is the right way to go. I also think that there are a lot of people, they have no intention of getting married. None whatsoever. They're going to Goldie Hawn, Russell, what's his name? 
Um, uh, uh, Kirk, not Kirk, Kirk Russell. Russell. Yeah. Is it? No. Yeah. Kirk Russell? I think so. No. Something but, that's, like that. but I mean, they set the gold standard when it comes to people being together for 40 years and never tying the knot. Let me read this one to you. This is from the old National Bank talking text line. You can join us. 855-616-1620. Love to talk to you on the phone as well. If you're in this situation, really love to talk to you. Um, from the 414, apps like Tinder and others make men think women can be ordered like pizza. Not wrong. Not wrong there either. Um, you know, and I think the porn industry has probably profited quite well. So guys living in their mom's basement, mom and dad's basement. Okay. Well, okay. Single. Yeah. Ordering porn. Who's paying for that porn? Well, they they better be. Is this why we have rising credit card debts? Yeah. And I, well, I, I love to see the itemization of their charges. I don't even want to see what kind of movies you're watching. It's just too disturbing to me. But I just think that there's a commitment phobia out there. I think maybe they want to have a companion. I think both men and women would like to have a companion, but not with all the strings attached. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> He's not wrong either. No. Let's tee this up. I, I can tell you the, the text line blowing up already. I can see all the new texts coming in. Lots of people have thoughts. Relationship. What's with the guys? 60% under age 30, not in a relationship. Not, not in getting involved. Well, I, and I think Is it too, like ordering pizza? Maybe. I, I think it's hard to meet people. Too. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. require, Stop pointing at I'm me. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> I, I think that's lazy talk. And that's I, part of the problem. I think I I do think that it's hard to find. Well, you know what? That's a topic for the girls, for the ladies when they come in in a month. I think it's harder for people to meet quality people, and I think there's all kinds of, you know, fog and mirrors when it comes to social media and hooking up. I think it's too easy to hook up. Let's put it that way. All right, we're gonna figure this out. We're okay. gonna we're gonna solve this today. All right, get some people married, having babies, get that population back up. Okay, we need people to do the jobs. Thing is, it's going to take 18 years to do it. That's a problem. We got a break. Carol, Steve, WTMJ. 60% of men under 30 single, not in a relationship. Why is that? Let me get Jamie in here real quick because we're running short on time. This hour, we're going to we're going to carry it through the break. Sure. Jamie from West Bend. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, wonderful. What do you think? Uh, you know, the thing is, that everything has changed. Like you guys have said before, the whole world has changed. And with all the stuff that's going on with uh, with uh, relationships and, um, you know, the, the breaking up of the families um, and, you know, all the, the different types of um, girls and men, doesn't matter, um, whether or not they don't know what they are, whether they are a boy or a girl. So these kids, I feel so sorry for these kids today when they want to try to date. They can't date. And it's different what going out versus dating. They're, I didn't even know about this until lately when I found out that my nephew was dating a girl, or not dating, going out. And, and what I mean by that is that they, they go out with their telephones. Oh yeah, yeah. Go out as a group. A digital okay. connection. The dating is something else where you go and pick up a girl, you know, in a car and you actually go and have a nice time alone, not with anybody else. But with all the stuff that's happening in our school systems that all these girls they classify themselves as bisexual or 
or whatnot. I mean, he, my nephew did not even know that this was a bisexual girl. Interesting. And she's like, yeah. And, she, and you know what she said to my nephew? Do you have a problem with that? And my nephew's like, yes. We've got to leave it there, Jamie, because we're running close. Thanks for the call. Real quick, we have a text of the day already. Now, I said last week mm-hmm. that I, I, I would love it if people would listen to the whole three hours. Right. I haven't required it yet, but I might mandate that at some point, the entire three-hour program. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Okay. So here, text of the day. And that is today's text of the day. I haven't gotten to it yet, but you know what I'm saying. So this is a person... John from Mesquite, who listens to the whole show, because he's combined it all into one thing. Go out and meet someone at the grocery store. Text line spinning. He's condensed it into that little piece of brilliance. It's Monday, the most fun day of the week, right? Ah, boy, here we go. The best day of the week. Uh, no. Uh, no. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Joining Steve Scafidi, it's radio legend herself, Carol Kay. Now, if I had a piece of their bread, I would smear the mayonnaise all over it and just eat that. I'd have a mayonnaise sandwich. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> well, we're I know talk you're going to. Of course, but I'm not going to be here tomorrow, so what do I care? <laughs> hey, do your own thing. You do you, Carol. I... Hey, we agreed on something. How about that? Yeah. At 10.53, Steve and Carol finally agreed on something. Now broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. This is time. Here's Steve and Carol. We are here on this rainy Monday in Milwaukee. Hopefully it's nice where you are. Thanks for tuning in. It's Carol Kane, radio legend, across from me in, in our studios on the Avenue. Yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Made it in on this rainy day. So we teed it up in the last part of the last hour. The, I think, sort of startling statistic that 60% of men under 30, no relationship. Uh, I, you know, I, I do think that our caller touched on a very interesting subject in the fact that I think that there's so much confusion out there as to people and their identities and, you know, Maybe. that kind of a thing. That's a small part of that. It's got to be a very small part. But I don't know if, you know, I met Lou at a bar. That's where we met. People don't do that anymore. You know, the drinking is down for younger people. I know they're more responsible than the boomers <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> okay well but, but i just think that it's very confusing and i think that the whole commitment thing is very scary i got some really smart takes on the text line but i want to go to the phone line because because the, the callers have been very patient lamar calling from orlando florida hi lamar hi lamar hey steve carol always a pleasure always a pleasure uh so this comes down to so, dating primarily today, especially if you're under 30, takes place, and I'm over 30, but I've, I've partaken in the online dating, and it's, it takes place online. And if you don't pass what I call the looks test, <laughs> if you're not, you know, aesthetically appealing, you're not going to get, you know, swipes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you're under 30, you don't have the money to get out here. You know, most guys under 30 aren't making the money to be able to get out here and go into some of the other areas in which you can attract women. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why they're single and, dare I say, sexless. So you didn't fall into this category, I'm guessing, Lamar. Well, I'm, I'm older, right? I'm over, I'm over 30. That was a compliment, I make, buddy. I make a decent living, so I don't <laughs> – thank you, thank you. Uh, and I make a decent living, so I don't have problems. And in reality, it may, I don't have problems attracting women. I, I, I guess I passed the looks test, but I definitely passed the income test. There you go. Okay. Thank, thanks for the call. Oh. Didn't mean to cut you off there, buddy. He, a loyal listener from Florida, okay. and I apologize for cutting him off there. 
So what do you think? That it's the money thing is is critical. I think it because, comes. Yeah, I think it comes into play. I do. Well, it's not cheap to go out. I mean, well, it, no, it's not cheap to go out. But there are ways to get around that too. Now, for a first date, yes, I'd like to be treated. But if we have that conversation, if you're strong enough to sit down and have that conversation and say, "I live by limited means, but I'd like to see you again," can we find maybe things to do that aren't so expensive? I'm open to that. Maybe it doesn't cost anything. Doesn't yeah? Let's go to the zoo. well. The zoo costs you something, but it's weird thing about like like if you, if you say something you, you don't really know that well. You want to take a walk in a park that that has you know weird all over it, right? Like you're taking me to a park we just met. Well, I wouldn't be weird about no? that. I'd be you're fine. Sure? I'd be yeah. like, I'm going to bring my Rottweiler with me, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Jared from Tulsa has also been very patient. Welcome to the show, Jared. Happy Monday. Hi, Jared. Hi. How are you guys today? Good, good. Are you a single man? So, no, I'm uh, I'm 25, and I'm currently uh, about to be engaged with my fiance. But early on in my dating career, a lot of the the first caller said something about the LGBTQT stuff. That's correct. The commitment to what Carol said's right. I think it's more or less girls are scared to be committed to guys in this other way because what I've experienced through dating early on was that girls were really hesitant to like sit down and be like, yeah, I want to make this a real thing. Cause I went on a few dates for like a couple months and nothing went through with that. But I also think it's the gold digger culture. It's the, uh, I want to party culture. Cause that's a lot of guys don't want to be like the woman relying on the guy so much nowadays. Mm. But, that's my opinion. Okay. Thanks Thanks for the call, Jared. All thanks right. for being so patient as well. you got to trust his opinion. He's how, 25. How about this one from Jim in Milwaukee? Just, I'm just going to throw it out there. This is what Jim said on the old National Bank talking text line. Hell no. No one's going to say it. Women nowadays have such high expectations of men that it turns most men away from a marriage commitment. I'm not going to say that that's wrong either. Kind of what Jared was just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say that that's not wrong. I don't think that's across the board. I think that, you know, a few bad apples spoil the whole batch, truly. But I think most women are very understanding about financial situations. All you have to, I mean, and we're not stupid. If we, you know, if you said to me, listen, this is why I work at a bakery and I make minimum wage. Okay, I got the whole thing. I don't have to ask you anymore. I understand that we're working with limited means. I, I totally agree with that statement because look at my relationship. We, none of neither one of us had a lot. We both were college graduates, but you know we, we were on the beginning of that curve, right? Right. So we didn't have a lot, but there was the trust that we were smart enough, and seems like it worked out to achieve and to have the means at some point. So we we launched into a relationship and in a marriage. Uh huh. But maybe that's different now. Maybe the expectation is that you're established, maybe a homeowner. Or you have a solid place to live, maybe that expectation has has shifted from let's take a chance to I'm not jumping in until I'm until sure I'm this is going to work. See, I think that's a big part of it. I think that's a really big part of it. And when you were talking about um, how much older the parents are, I think they're taking a lot of time to make sure that this is where they want. This is the pool they want to be in. You know what I mean? I I think that there's just I, well, I didn't get married till I was 27. And Lou was thirty-eight. Well, I was twenty-six, but I, you know, I knew her much longer than that. I, Lou, and I dated for four years, um, but I was twenty-seven, and he was thirty-eight. But it took me four years to actually figure out. Yeah, I think I could see myself with this dude.
And you hit the, the jackpot, so, I mean, that's all that needs to be said about that. Uh, from the 262. Lou, 262, my single male friends don't put themselves out there. A woman would have to fall out of the sky and land on their windshield to meet them. Maybe guys are just saying, why should I invest if I don't have to? As somebody said before, the pizza's free. Why would I pay for it? Well, that goes that old adage that we had, you know, why buy the cow? <laughs> But right. I and I um they've updated also, the pizza. But we're also seeing in according to psychology today in this Pew research that they're sexless too. That yes. they're relying yeah. on porn instead of having an actual partner. Which is great news for the porn industry. Great news for the porn industry and another very disturbing show coming down TLC. I don't want to see that either. Yes. Porn is my friend. No, let's leave that on the table. Yeah, well we're not going to get into that part of it cuz I'm no. not really that interested in it. Uh, from the 414, 60% of the 30-year-olds in my family are, are drug addicts or drug users. Their priority is different. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, okay, well, that's an, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that trend is also bad. Um, Steve, I think young people, this is from the 414, I think young people have difficulty talking face-to-face. This is a, one of those bell ringers. This is a big one. This is absolutely it. I have both read communication from young people and listened to conversations from young people. Let's just put it this way. It's not the smartest I've either read or seen. It's very difficult for them to set the phone down and actually put it or put it away and sit across the table from somebody and have a conversation, especially now after the pandemic, for sure. I mean, there's a whole group of individuals that don't know how to have a conversation with people. I I was thinking of this the other day. Maybe perhaps we carve out a half hour. Stephen Carroll, relationship counselors. Well, we can do that. Uh Uh-huh. We figured it out. I mean, I told you, and once again, I wasn't the best parent in the world, but there were no phones at my dinner table. Yeah, Those I'm not a fan away. of that. You've heard, I, I, if, I, if I have the choice, I leave my phone at home over the, over the weekend. Right. I, just I'm look, not a fan of it. Put it down. Put it down. And I, we, we did the story last week or the week before about the restaurant that in Australia, they give you 10% off your bill. United States, ton of restaurants, they give you free wine if you don't have your phone out. Uh, phone's going away. Right? Phone's in the purse. What's a glass of wine cost nowadays? Between six and ten bucks, at least. Oh, I don't know where you're drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the low end. Yeah. Trust me, it goes much higher. Yeah. All right, Carol and Steve on this Monday. The relationship question, we're digging in. Call, text, Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Oh, never go wrong with Carol Smith. Ever, ever, ever. Good job, producer Brandon. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. A lot of Illinois calls today. Mark joining us on line two. Hey, Mark. Hi, Mark. Well, years ago, I went out with a gal where we just sat on the shore between Illinois and Wisconsin. We sat on a pebble beach, and we got our feet wet, and we just mellowed out and talked. And we didn't spend any money at all, and we had a great time. And the funny thing was that Later on, she wanted me to help her sort out whether she should go on a weekend with this guy that she just met, and I expressed some skepticism, and we sorted through a few things, and at the end of the meal, she said, you know what, I'm going to treat you because you just gave me therapy. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Counselor Mark from Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So was this a platonic relationship or one you were trying to kindle? We were we were not sure ourselves, 
But we just knew that we sat on the shore and there was that Pebble Beach and we had a good time and we didn't spend any money at all. Good. I love the story, Mark. Thanks for calling. I do think, too, that there is an element of the fear of rejection that comes into play. I can't imagine how difficult it is to ask a woman out. I really can't. I I would be petrified if the shoe was on the other foot. Really? I, yeah. You're a public person. Well, no, I realize that, but I I would I would be petrified to actually say to somebody to go out with me. Because if they just looked at me and went, mm, "No." Okay, so I'd let's like, say, oh. let's, let's let's walk through that scenario. So, okay, big deal. So they said no. So what? I, I, it's uh, okay, and I understand that there are a lot of women out there that are forward enough, and they can go and ask, and that's great. I just don't have that kind of confidence. Hmm. I really don't. I would think for and trying to pick, I'd be like, "Oh, he's out of my league." I w- I couldn't possibly, you know, and maybe he's not really, but I think that that also comes into play because you look at look at the Bachelor and look at the Bachelorette and stuff like that. those people aren't real. No, they're not real. That's- Fake people. They don't make people that look like that all the time. That's not the pool that you want to get into. That's people that when they go to bed, they have full makeup on, and when they wake up, they have full makeup on. Please. That's not real life. It No, it's not real life. You ever life. seen those things, the celebrities, where they show them without their makeup on? They look like the person at the grocery store. Sure. Yeah. You barely, you wouldn't even recognize the them. The magic of makeup. It's well, but no doubt about that. But you know what? And there's nothing wrong with a couple extra pounds either. You don't need. Amen. Amen on that. You know, there's a little cushion there. Let's see the wisdom of James from the south side of Milwaukee. Hi, Hi James. James. How you doing there this morning? How about uh, here's you know you said sex list, but uh, you hear this term friends with benefits. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, thrown around, but uh, maybe uh, Carol, maybe it's the other way around. You said you married uh, a person that was like ten or twelve years older than you, but maybe maybe it's uh, the other way around these days. Maybe the older one. Uh, Older women are chasing the younger guys uh, that are half their age or whatever it is, and there's a kind of a, that they have kids or that or, or families or stuff, and and, that, and that's probably in a, this pool tool of uh, dating pool type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for the call, James. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily this, this research is not showing that older women are dating younger guys because clearly under thirty. They're not doing They're anything. They're not dating at all. Um, I mean, you have that exception. There's always an exception to the rule. But uh, even a, I just I think there's a fear factor out there and an unrealistic expectation. And you don't have to. You know what? Honestly, not all women are looking for the six carat diamond. Truly. Well, some are. Well, so I, I'm, I, there's always an exception to the rule, of course. But I mean, I, I don't have anything that looks like that. At all. Six carat? Not even close. Four? No. Three? No. <laughs> I don't. Um, 262, uh, women these days live in a fantasy world on social media. It ruins it. I think everybody lives in a fantasy world on social media. Yeah, I don't think it's just women either. Yeah, I think the never guys, take that without a grain of salt. There's a, there's a weird expectation, I think, in men's that they're... Yeah, I had a comedian say something really funny, and it was like... Um, we all think that we want supermodels. He says, no, you don't want a supermodel. You want the one that's limping in the Walmart parking lot who needs (laughs) jumper cables. That's the one you're looking for. That's your gal. And I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. You're kind of right. Giselle, who is one of the, was I don't know if she still is, but she was one of the top models in the world. Yes. Apparently not good enough for Tom Brady, right? They had their issues. I mean, it just doesn't. There's no guarantees. No, never a guarantee. 
Never a guarantee. And you know what? Lou and I are pretty funny looking because I'm five ten and a half, and he's five five and three quarters. So I get why people look and point and laugh and stare because we look like Mutt and Jeff. That's not nice, though. Well, that I, behavior. Like I, well, I understand. All right, we got John on the line. We'll take a break here. Uh, John, we might have to wrap you around the news, which is coming up next right here on WTMJ. That's beautiful, isn't it? (laughs) You may ask why we're playing that song. Yeah, I'm very curious as to why you're playing this. That's because the Irish tenors, Carol Kane, are the real deal. Oh, God, are they coming to town? Oh, yes, the answer is yes, Carol. They've stood the test of time. Audience loves them. Tickets are always in demand. I have a pair of tickets to give away. Can I have them? No. All this week, is is that what I'm hearing, Producer Brandon? All this week, a pair of tickets every day. Oh, I want to go see these guys. So do I. But I can't win. Neither can you. But you can. Okay. Chance to win a pair of tickets. March 14th. So we're only talking a little more than two weeks. Wow. Oh, what a beautiful show this would be. Yes. Caller number... Seven. Seven. Lucky number seven. 855-616-1620 gets to hear something like this. That's incredible. God, can you imagine? Right before St. Patrick's Day? Come on, are you kidding me? Are you getting... I'm getting emotional just listening to it. I, I'm I'm getting a little heart tug, yes. You know how I get emotional when, like, the Packers win the Super Bowl? That's how I feel right now. That's a little overstated. This is a little bit more romantic for me than that. But I, they're afraid. You know what's so great about them is their their phrasing and their. I wish I could sing like that. I'm just like I'm. My voice is like cats mating. It's just horrible. All right, the phone lines are jammed. Good luck to caller number seven, and we'll do it every day this week, sometime during the program. It could be the nine o'clock hour, ten o'clock hour. You got to listen. Where are they going to be again? Paps Theater, March 14th. I'm looking up the. I'm going to see. I love that. So good luck to caller number seven. Be nice to Brandon. All right. We were talking about relationships earlier. Uh, Or lack thereof. Yes. Yeah, the the relationship problem. And you you and I said we get to the bottom of this. So I got a couple calls, very patient callers. Um, John from Lake Mills. Hey, John. Hi, John. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate it. Um, Today is my 52nd wedding anniversary at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Very nice, very nice. Uh, a round of applause for Congratulations. John. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> and the thing being is that when I met my wife, I met her at a bar, and I went up to the bar, was going to talk to her, and she was very straightforward. She says, I have something to tell you. And I thought, uh-oh, she's either married, engaged, or, <laughs> you know. And she says, um... I just want to tell you that this isn't my real hair. I have a fall on. My hair is short. And I thought, my God, here I thought I was going to be shot uh, down and, you know, told to go fly a kite and all that good stuff. And all she was going to tell me was that she had a fall on making her hair longer. Wow. And then on top of that, uh, everybody in our wedding party was below, uh, you know, bar bar time or bar age drinking age so we couldn't do anything so we couldn't do anything so now 52 years later we're still not doing anything because it's a day like today rainy and everything that's how our wedding day was which usually suggests good luck a rain on my wedding day as well john what's your bride's first name janet congratulations in a band congratulations thanks for the call john didn't mean to cut you off there love that carol's tearing up over that story i i just think 
it takes a lot of guts for a guy to approach a woman these days. I do. I just can't imagine the kind of guts that it takes where you, you see somebody across a room, wherever you are, and you just go, I'm going to go talk to her. That that takes that takes courage. I say just do it. Scott, what do you think? Scott from Lake Geneva joins us on the phone lines. Hey, Scott. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, good. What do you think? Good. Two things. One, the people that are out of your you know spectrum or range are usually the ones that aren't asked out very often because most people think that. Mm-hmm. You know. On the other hand, I would not be miserably married with three kids if I didn't go out of my range and ask my wife out on a date. You know. So it's there's something to be said for just taking a risk and the whole you know edge like. It's better to regret the things you have done than things you haven't done. Okay. I love it, John. Lying bad. Yes. And John, over, thanks for the call. Scott, rather. That's why he didn't answer when I said John. <laughs> Scott, thank you for the call. He overachieved. Yeah, sometimes you got to shoot for the moon, I guess. So but... let me cut through all the BS on this. All right. Be braver. I know you live in your mom's basement, but be braver. The worst thing that can happen to you is they say no. What's the problem? You'll still be alive. Right. You'll still be able to do all the stuff you like to do. And well, I do agree with what Scott just said. Uh-huh. Regardless of your beauty or handsomeness, mm-hmm. they may be lonely or looking for romance Just also. happy. I, I was just happy to get asked because I, I really did not. I didn't date at all, at all. I was the, I was the girl. Maybe you're unapproachable. No, I was the girl that was in the middle that all the guys would ask if my friends would go out with them. I know, isn't that sad? That was a sad and pitiful situation, <laughs> but that's where I was. You need a moment. <laughs> that's where I was. So, I mean, when Lou asked me out, I was just grateful that somebody was interested enough to take me someplace just for fun, you know? Yeah, listen to this one, because this, okay. this is a texture that I think is trying to identify the problem now. Yes, it's easy to compare back in the day when you're dating, but nowadays you get called a pervert, yelled for harassing them, et cetera, if you ask them out. I don't think so. If you're, if you're getting called a pervert, there's usually a reason why you're getting called a pervert. Right. In, in my mind. It, right. You're maybe, when you approach them, aren't looking in their face, if you know what I'm saying. You know, that's... And I know, I just think that sometimes through social media and through some of these ridiculous shows that we have on cable these days and just even on the big three, it's just the expectations are so high. It's just, no, no, we, that go for somebody normal, go for somebody normal and somebody who maybe will. And I, this is a big one for me. Someone you can have a conversation with. Yeah, if you can't have a conversation, you're not going to really it's go done. anywhere. Yeah. It's over. Because the other stuff only lasts a short amount of time. Right, right. Trust unless us. That's what you're, <laughs> that's Trust what you're us on yeah. that. And, then, you know, well, let's, we'll leave that aside. Uh, from the 262, I think girls are told they don't need a man. Who's telling them that? Um, you know, society sometimes kicks in and says stuff like that, which is silly. Um, I, I'm not saying you have to get married. at the In this day and age... It's definitely not completely a done deal. But if you want a companion, you got to kind of meet them halfway. Got to put yourself out there. If you're afraid to do anything, chances are you're not going to live at the highest level, not going to achieve the most that you could, regardless of what your brain well, is telling you. And you know what? Look at it this way. 
if you are rejected, if they say no, that means it just wasn't meant to be. There's somebody else better coming down the pike. I also know people that are in marriages where the woman said no initially, and eventually they hooked up again, and the rest is history. And and that's okay, too. Um, it's just... Yeah. You think we solved anything? Well, I think that the only thing that we have solved is the fact of don't be afraid to approach. Yeah, that's it. Suck it up. Ask. Men and women. Both mm-hmm. men and women. And and guys, get away from the movie, th- get away from the TV, and just go out. You know what? Go take a- I meet the nicest people just outside walking. I met this lovely woman, Amy, yesterday. And it was just, it was wonderful. You know, Say hi to people. Say hi. I would have never met, just in the last week, um, Patty from the Founders Club at Marquette, at, at, for Marquette game. Glenn, who works at Associated Bank, never would have met him. Just said hi. Right. Simple. Right. It's very simple. And that's, hi- just, that's just a formal, uh, less formal conversation. If you're talking about a serious conversation, it's going to require a little more gumption than, than that. But get up off your, you know what, out of your parents' basement and do it. The command center? <laughs> I just, I mean, Brandon, were you asked, when you asked your wife out, were you nervous? Were you nervous about asking her? No. Okay. Why? Because worst answer that I would get would be no. See? He gets okay. it. That's why he's my producer. He okay. gets it. I've had, I've had Packer games I were more ner- nervous for. <laughs> Me too. Than asking. Hell, we should be married. Okay. Well- <laughs> I'll let you guys work that out. We're both out. married separately. Right. I, I just I think there's a rejection and a commitment phobia out there, period. All right, I'm going to ask you a question after the break because we're going to move on. Uh, thanks for all that we have. That, I'll bet that was a big one. That text line was spinning. Thanks sure. for all of that and, and for the phone calls as well. Proper etiquette eating on a plane. Uh, think about it for a second. Okay. And then we'll talk about it after the break. Okay. Like some people go way too far with this. Uh, absolutely. Especially this guy. Yeah. Just and keep your shoes on. Exactly. That's after this. Boy, I'm excited about this on Wednesday. WTMJ Conversations all day long broadcast till 4 p.m. Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations 2023, sponsored by Smart Spaces. All the names you know. This is my part of this. Okay. Governor Tony Evers. All right. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. Nice. Justice Dan Kelly. Nice. Judge Janet Protosiewicz. Wow, you got them all. And the mayor of Milwaukee and his wife. Are you kidding me? Wow, that's just that's... my parts. Wow. And that's just the beginning. So I'll be on for two and a half hours of our great WTMJ conversations. Newsmakers, game changers, professionals, all sorts of industries, politics, sports, arts. Wednesday, March 1st, starting at 8 a.m., Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ conversations right here on WTMJ. No one's got a lineup like that. That's incredible. That's really cool. And you're the guy to handle it, to tell you the truth. Live in studio. I it's going to be great. One after another. Right. You talk about finding out what's going on in Wisconsin, that's the, that's the time. So the people we should be aware of and knowledgeable about. All right. Speaking of being knowledgeable. Yes. Speaking of not being rude on a plane, the story is amazing to me because of what someone decided to do on a plane well i and the woman she posted on tiktok and it was very it was very fascinating she was very funny but i don't blame her for being outraged he ate ribs from a middle seat on a plane online outrage ensued and here's this dude she took a picture of him here's this dude with this huge box on his lap with a full slab of ribs garlic bread and french fries and corn the the minute that he walked on that plane with that 
I think there's got to be something that gets stopped. You right? just go, no. It's like no. the size of a pizza box. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's a big box. And, lo- and looking at the guy, his stomach is actually touching the box. So, I mean, that's how big yeah, the guy I, is. I, I just don't understand. There are certain things, you know, if you want to bring a bowl of fruit on, fine. You want to bring some juice on, fine. Even a sandwich that doesn't have onions on it, fine. Or garlic. Or gar- but some stuff, I sat next to a guy and he had like a full Mediterranean plate and it stunk. And I mean, I love hummus and falafels as much as the next guy, but not in an enclosed canister. No. And why, as you're buying this, why do you think this is acceptable? Because there's no rules against it, apparently. He's, he's allowed to take it on a plane. This was, uh, I think, in London's... Was it London's Gatwick? Where's, where's yeah, UK, uh, UK Kingdom based. Oh, Glasgow's airport. Uh, my 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 error there. Um, people were giving love on the on the on the TikTok. Some people said it was crazy. I, I'm in the crazy camp. I I just think that you have to have some kind of respect. We, this goes back to an earlier conversation that we have. You have to have some kind of respect for the person sitting next to you. You know, I mean, we can't have peanuts for Pete's sakes. Why is it okay? For you to bring a slab of ribs on with stinky barbecue and French fries. What about McDonald's or any kind of a fast food place? What about that? Because those fries, they have a very unique smell. They're fantastic, but you know it's McDonald's French yeah, fries. I, okay. I'm going to say this, and it's probably not going to be popular. You want to eat something like this, eat it at the airport and ditch it before you get in the plane. There's nothing wrong with that. Why do you feel that you have to bring it on the plane? You're a strict taskmaster on this one. You're, you're like, not allowing it. I No. I want to sit and enjoy my little bag of pretzels like a ferret and have something to drink. Once again, you bring a piece of fruit, fine. You bring a, I don't want to sit next to somebody who brings a banana in because I think those are disgusting. So when I was on my trip, the last trip I took, the one in January, um, every day the, they gave us peanuts. And I tucked one oh, in you my, got peanuts? Yeah, I tucked them in my pocket, and I had that vest on, different vest, on that on the day, and I got in a plane. And you know all the turmoil and angst about peanuts. Yeah. And I had, a, I had to wrestle with my subconscious. Should I eat the peanuts? Should I not eat? So I didn't eat them. No, you just kept them in the... Because you don't well, want to cause any problems. Like, would that have been like a big outrage that, this hey, this dude in 16B or A is eating a bag of peanuts? I'm going to go out on a limb and say they probably have told you to put them away. Seriously. I got to be honest with you. All right, anybody that's in the airline industry, let me know if that's what happens. I'm curious because I almost opened them up. I And if you bring them on, if they're not handing them out, is th- is that a problem? It probably is for somebody sitting next to you if they have a peanut allergy. But by God, you can bring your boa constrictor. <laughs> yeah, or your pony. <sighs> or your peacock. But I just think, you know, no. that That's something that they should have stopped the minute he tried to walk on with that big pizza box and just go, I'm sorry, sir, no. You have to either leave that here or... We're not going to allow you to get on this plane with that. And it's high it all together. It's rude. And you exhibit that behavior, you won't get a girlfriend. Well, there you go. See? Beginning, end, middle, all jammed together. All done, man. Well done. All right, we'll take a break, see what Mr. Wagner is going to talk about. That's next on WTMJ. Closing time. Thanks for spending your three hours. Yeah. Not a requirement yet, but it might be in the future of the entire three hours, but we'll leave that for another day to discuss. Carol Kane, thank you again. Hey, thanks. Um, It's always fun to come in on Mondays. My partner in crime.
He's a partner, but he's not a criminal. Jeff Wagner, what you got coming up? <laughs> at, at least never been convicted. <laughs> you know, you at least never been convicted. So that's it. Uh, an abbreviated program today, Steve, at 2 o'clock or slightly after we've got our first weekday Brewers spring training game. How cool is that? But we've got a lot of ground to cover before 2 o'clock rolls around. I want to talk about the controversy involving the Dilbert comic strip, or should I say the former Dilbert comic strip, because... I think by the time, well, by the time 8 o'clock rolls around tomorrow morning, I'm not sure there's going to be any newspapers continuing to carry it. I've got a couple very, very provocative questions about that to ask. Tomorrow, the United States Supreme Court hears arguments about whether or not Joe Biden has the unilateral power without Congress to simply forgive huge amounts of student loans. We're going to try to get a head start on that. want to revisit something that we've talked about before. A number of these new car makers that are coming out with the new electric vehicles, they're pulling AM radios for them from them because they say, well, the interference from the electric motor gets in the way. Now some former emergency management people are saying that is a stunningly bad idea. I want to talk about the horrible story out of West Dallas where a 12-year-old was killed at a party above a tavern on Saturday night. There's lots of questions, and I'm going to ask a provocative one. And we start off with the news that one of the Bucks owners is selling. And my particular take on this is, if you understand why I'm not sympathetic when owners of sports franchises plead poverty, this proves the point. All that and a lot more coming up. The Wagner Show starts right after the news.